Let me tell you, if you believe that the only way to succeed is to have thick skin and to learn how to shrug off rejection, don't be surprised when you get to the other side and you don't feel satisfied with all of the rewards of the victory that you had in achieving your dreams. This is TRBM, a podcast for authors who are serious about earning a full-time living selling books to readers. I'm the host, Jody J. Sperling, and each episode, I'll share with you practical tips on marketing and selling your books. And I won't hold anything back. Sometimes I fail. Every time I do, you'll know it. Sometimes I succeed. And when I do, I'll give you my step-by-step replay so you can succeed too. Thanks for listening. What is author marketing mastery through optimization, you ask? I'm gonna tell you. It's the best way for us authors to make a living selling our books. Are you tired of hearing gurus tell you your book is only good enough to be a lead magnet for services? Are you tired of feeling like you have to be a slave to social media and then frustrated when that time doesn't actually help you sell books? I was too, until I found Ammo. Ammo is the only program that reliably produces results, and it works for anyone. Is it hard work? You bet. Do you have to overcome some of your own prejudices to make Ammo work for you? Absolutely. But rather than being another program that rah-rah shishkoom boss tries to get you emotionally excited only to offer unclear methods, Ammo shows you how to design profitable ads step-by-step through a unique, never-before-tested formula. The founder, Steve Piper is a data-loving, formula-driven author who escaped the kingdom of Amazon to build a platform for himself where he sold directly to his readers and built a loyal following. With Ammo, you know who's reading your books, how to contact them, and what they want to read next. If you've always been frustrated with Amazon's wall of mystery, of not knowing who's reading your books, of losing 50 to 70% of the hard earned money you make through book sales, Ammo solves all of those problems by putting you in the driver's seat and showing you how to fulfill your books directly to your readerships. Click the link in the show notes to learn more. Rejection is going to happen in life. Rejection is going to happen, especially when you are trying to achieve something great. We all get to define great for ourselves. I think that there are some hallmarks of greatness. I've talked about that in other episodes. I'm not going to go deeply into it here. But rejection will happen when you are trying to push outside of the mold the society wants you to be in. You're going to see your friends start to push back on you. You're going to see your family start to push back on you. You're going to see people who have known you in your life as you were before you decided to go after the big thing start to push back on you. And that is going to be abundantly true if you are a writer. And why else would you be listening to this podcast? The first time you pick up a pen and paper, someone will say to you, Oh, that's so great. You're expressing yourself. You're a great storyteller. They'll give you all those cues, maybe that warm you inside and get you started. And then you're going to write the next day 
and the day after that, and the day after that. And it is very likely that during that process, you will have a number of people who will celebrate your commitment and they'll tell you you're growing and you're getting better. And then there'll be a day where you get your literary agent, you get your publishing deal, you choose to self-publish, you put your book out in the world, people start buying it, people start reading it, you know that you have real potential, you know that you can take this craft further, that you can really do something with your abilities, that you can have 10,000, 100,000, a million, 10 million readers, you can be a New York Times bestseller, and you start chasing that. And all of that is real in your mind, and it is true in your mind. Then the very people who said, oh, you have talent. I'm so proud of your hard work. They'll say, hey, when are you going to wake up and be realistic? When are you going to be practical? When are you going to stop dreaming with your head in the clouds and take care of your family? You're missing out on your kids' baseball games. You're missing out on your kids' football games. You're missing out on your kids' wrestling meets. There's a lot of stuff that people want us to do for our kids if you have kids. They'll tell you, you are not supporting your wife. You're not supporting your family. They'll tell you, you are making a mistake. They'll point to John Grisham and they'll say, he was a lawyer and he was writing on the side and he was only successful, you know, he, he only quit his lawyer job when he was successful and you can't do what you're doing because you are being irresponsible. You'll get a lot of naysayers along the way who will tell you you're doing it wrong. Those same naysayers will be the people who won't read your books anymore. Maybe they did in the beginning. Maybe they read your stories. Maybe they read your stuff and they, they told you you were good. But at some point, they stopped reading your stuff. And if you get them drunk enough, they'll tell you they think you're a shitty writer. <laughs> they'll tell you that you don't really have the talent. I mean, you are good, but you were never that good. And if that's not bad enough, you're going to get negative reviews uh, on Goodreads or Amazon or Libro FM, wherever reviews can be left, there are going to be people who are going to attack you, who aren't going to like what you're doing. And some of this is subjective and some of it is jealousy and some of it is just power tripping. There's going to be a mix of all of it. You're not going to satisfy everybody. You're going to have people tell you that this choice you made about your book is really stupid. You're going to have people tell you that your character's name is confusing, that they thought your character was a boy when your character was actually a girl. They're going to tell you that your character eats too much food. They're going to tell you that your character doesn't change enough or that your character makes unrealistic choices. They're going to tell you that your character is illogical or irrational. And you're going to know some of these things. You're going to actually know that you intentionally created a character and that they're reading it correctly and yet it's not going to connect with them, and they're going to blame it on you. And you're going to know in your heart that you can still do better. You're going to know that you haven't written your best book yet. You're going to know that no matter how great the book is, you could do better. And it's in that tension that rejection really, really hurts. And so you've heard people tell you before that in order to succeed you have to grow a thick skin. I can't tell you how many times through my schooling process especially that I was confronted with this idea that I had to deal with rejection if I wanted to be successful. 
people would say, you can't take these things so personally. You have to understand that you, you have to thrive even in rejection if you want to be successful. So I'm telling you that rejection is going to happen. And I'm also telling you that if you believe the mainstream narrative that you have to grow a thick skin, there's going to be consequences in your life that you will only deal with once you've achieved your dreams. There's also going to be immediate consequences. Growing a thick skin means that you're not as available to feel things as you would want to be to be the great writer you want to be. Ernest Hemingway, I'm not going to quote him exactly, but he says, how do you write? Well, you open up a vein and bleed all over the page. Imagine how much harder it is to open a vein if you have thicker skin. I mean, that's just practical. That's just going with that metaphor. If I have to push through more skin to get to blood, okay, cool. I'm harmed less easily, but it also means my body is less in tune with what is damaging, with what is negative, with what is bad. And if we're writers, we need to be deeply sensitive to the things that wound so that we can tap into them and show our readers whether you write to try to illuminate the darkest points of the human soul, or you're just out to entertain people with a good old-fashioned yarn. And then there's the personal consequences of growing that thick skin, not being as in touch with your uh, spouse, your significant other, your children, your friends, your family. Whoever it is that you're daily relating to, if you have thicker skin, then you are less present to the people around you. There is an alternative. There's an alternative to growing thicker skin. And that is to recognize that you're enough. You are enough. Who you are is good enough. And that doesn't mean that you don't do anything. It doesn't mean that you don't put the effort in. It doesn't mean that you don't stand in front of the rejection and that you feel it. It just means that instead of becoming better at deflecting it, you absorb it and it doesn't destroy you. The only way you can learn this lesson is if you choose not to grow thicker skin. Rejection won't destroy you. You're already good enough. You are already good enough. Rejection will not destroy you. So don't grow a thicker skin. Okay, wherever you're at right now, whatever you're going through, don't shrug it off. Don't deflect it. Don't push it away. Welcome it in. Bring it into you. Feel it. It just might be that something inside the rejection is the seed of the next great thing that you can do. It might be that inside of the rejection is the next phase of growth in your life. It might be that the rejection is the catalyst for an amazing birth of something that the world needs that only you can provide. And it might only be once that you get the message. I hate to tell you this because probably people in your life have contradicted this, but there have been messages that have come to you that were timely, that were unique, that were one of a kind, and when you miss them, a door closed forever. I know for myself that I have missed opportunities, that if I had been open, 
that I had been loving, that I had been caring, that I had been genuine and, and generous, that I could have received certain blessings sooner, um, unique blessings that I will never get to experience. I think of my friend, Joe Salvatore. He has been flirting with the idea of being a guest on this podcast for well over a year now. He's the hardest to track down man in the world. He reaches out randomly and will talk about collaborating on something and then go quiet for a long time. He's a fun guy. He's an editor for the Brooklyn Rail. He is a professor at the New School in New York. Uh, he taught me a great deal about writing successfully. He wrote the book To Assume a Pleasing Shape, a collection of short stories. Um, one of the stories titled Breasts is one of my all-time favorite stories. Very successfully channeled uh, the best parts of David Foster Wallace in a unique voice that only Joe has. He referred me to a literary agent when I was graduating my master's program, Aaron Harris. And I sent her my book, The Stories of Bogey, and she rejected me. And I think back on that, and what I know to be true is had I taken the time and the effort and the energy to make the book right, if I had reached out, not rushing to be the next million dollar author, not rushing to get my big advance, if I had reached out and said, hey, Joe uh, mentioned that I should send my book to you. Um, I have it ready, but I also know I wanna learn a little bit more about your process and make sure I'm a good fit. If I had offered any kind of value or conversation before diving right in to the sample query, I think I could have made that happen. But my desperation was so profound. Calling all self-published authors. If you live in the United States and you've always wanted to see your books in bookstores, this may be the most important ad you'll hear in 2023. Listen carefully. No matter where you are in your publishing journey, it's not too early to position yourself to pursue brick and mortar bookstore distribution. But if you're a self-published author, you've probably heard getting your books in stores is next to impossible. That's no longer the case. For just $5, you'll receive a lifetime membership to the self-published author co-op. When you join, you'll have access to a members-only community with a detailed roadmap on how to get your books ready for bookstore distribution. Joining our community does not guarantee bookstore distribution, as there's a limited availability each month to be a featured author. And that's why the cost of a lifetime membership is less than a cup of coffee. Whether you're just about to publish your first book, or you're selling thousands of copies a month, if you don't have your books in bookstores, the Self-Published Author Co-op is the easiest, most efficient way to get national distribution of your books. Click the link in the show notes to join now. And I didn't recognize my desperation because I'd gotten really freaking good at shrugging off rejection. Really good at shrugging off rejection. So good at shrugging off rejection that when I saw something that looked like an open door, kind of a crack in the, in the wall, uh, a ladder over the barrier, the barricade, I went after it without thinking, hey, instead of being um, my moment to shine, this could be my moment 
to build into something. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I think of that song by Eminem. <laughs> I love it though. I, I've, I've, I've gone back to it many, many times um, in, in my life. You only get one shot. Do not miss your opportunity to blow. This, this, this opportunity comes once in a lifetime. <laughs> you know I'm not a rapper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying here. Thanks, Eminem. You kick ass, bro. <laughs> there are things that are just once in a lifetime. And if you're so good at um, shrugging off the uncomfortable, at uh, pushing through rejection and hardship, you'll miss them. And I, I do want to close by saying um, this is different than welcoming pain because actually what I'm really talking about is welcoming pain, not, not shrugging off rejection, okay? If you're going for a run and your body is saying to you like, ouch, 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 that doesn't mean stop. If someone rejects your work and your, your insides, your guts, your emotions, your spirit is saying, ow, 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 it doesn't mean stop. But in all things, it means pay closer attention. If you've gotten far enough that you have a published novel that people read and review well, you've learned this lesson at least a little bit, that the only way to write great stories, whether it's nonfiction or fiction, is to write from the place of pain to the place of insight. Nobody wants to read a book where the character or the subject doesn't encounter struggle and conflict. Conflict is what makes stories readable. Have you ever read a story before where the main character lost a child and a job and a truck and a dog and they just partied and drank on the beach and they're like, hey, I never get hurt. I've got thick skin. It's funny, by the way, that um, I don't know if this is true for other people. It is true for me. I actually will do a really bad Donald Trump impression every time I'm mocking somebody. Um, and that's like culture because uh, I don't think quite as poorly of Donald Trump as many people do. I also don't think very positively of him, uh, but I, I definitely don't have the same vehement hatred that many of my heroes do like Stephen King. Um, I think the dude's a, a really dark dude. I guess I do want to say that. I think uh, that, that he thrives on hatred and um, division. But I think a lot of you do as well. I think I have in my life. I think that I still am tempted to pursue division and hatred and strife. It's really easy to judge somebody when we have thick skin because we're not able to see what's going on inside of us. There you go. That's my little political aside. You got one out of me. Um, the next time you get rejected today, probably will be today, tomorrow, soon. Don't shrug it off. Sit with it for a minute. Ask why it hurts. Ask if any of it is true. Pay attention to how you feel. 
don't tell it to go away. Welcome it to sit down at the table and feast with you. Because rejection really wants to eat uh, success. Rejection is starving for happiness. Rejection is starving for contentedness. Rejection sees all of those emotions the way that we view sugar. And you know what? If you understand that inside of you is everything that you've ever needed for all of those things, then you already are successful. You already are beautiful. You're already handsome. You're already smart. You're already successful. You're already a great writer. You're already wealthy. All of these things are true. And if you recognize that, then sit with the rejection and let it eat, let it feast and realize that you still have more to give and that no amount of rejection can ever take from you your infinite abundance. We'll talk to you again. Thank you for listening to TRBM. The theme music was provided by the ever-talented Christopher Talon. And hey, if you liked what you heard, share this show with other readers because what's the point of telling stories if nobody's listening?